Good evening and welcome to episode 394 
of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandumwa Kumalo. It's the Monday edition of the Private Property Podcast as we kickstart the week this evening. I know we're later than we normally are, but you're going to find out in a little bit why we absolutely could not uh, cancel this show. It's an episode that I'm very excited about. I know some of you at home have also been calling for it. And if anything, it's probably stayed on brand. Uh, us being late this evening, it stayed on brand with the topic that we are covering this evening, and I'll tell you all about it in a moment. But as usual, you know I love talking about the other great shows that you can look forward to across our social media platforms. It's a Monday, so you can catch Chad on the Home Shoppers show, and it comes to your screens every Friday at 8pm as well. Every Tuesdays and Thursdays, Umbali Noko brings you the farming podcast tackling all things agriculture. And on Wednesdays, you can catch SC Clarkson talking, uh, looking rather at the first-time home buyers show. And of course, one of the other great things that you're going to find on our social media pages, besides the incredible shows that we bring you to your screens, is the great competition that we're currently running, where we're giving away 500 rands in cash every single evening. And all you have to do to stand a chance of walking away with that cash prize is to share with us some of the expensive property knowledge that you have picked up while watching the shows. Share it on the pinned post on our social media page, uh, particularly on Facebook, where we've received over 6,000 comments on that specific post. And you stand a chance of walking away with the cash prize. And if people, uh, or rather if the person who we call out on the show doesn't raise their hands, drop us a text to claim their prize, then of course uh, it rolls over and the money bag keeps getting bigger and bigger. Well, that's what you can look forward to a little later on in the show, later than we normally do. But to kickstart a conversation that I said we've all been waiting for for quite a long time, I know you at home have also been asking for it. We're looking at collective buying, um, which is of course a great offering that is also offered by if be. We saw it coming onto the market a few weeks ago and joining us this evening to give us a good sense of what you know this product that FNB has put on, how it actually works. Because I know when it came on, so many of us had so many questions about it, what to look out for, and of course, you know, what is what are the potential downsides, if any, that you should be aware of. I'm joined this evening by Dr. Simpua Madigizela, who's a growth head for middle market segment at FNB. Dr. Madigizela, good evening and thank you so much for joining us on the show. Good evening to you and to your viewers. We are humbled that you've been invited uh, to come to the show tonight. Thank you. You know, I, I jokingly said that you know, us starting late this evening is very on brand with the topic that we're looking at. Because we also know how stock files tend to go. I think more often than not, you know, stock file meetings have a tendency of starting later than they are uh, this time of year we know that it's a time of year where we we deal a lot with stock files and many stock files and things running behind schedule so i think more than anything we're, we're on brand with talking property stock files and of course the show is starting as late as it as, as it has but without wasting more time, I think one of the big things is, firstly, for those who perhaps may not have already heard about it already, you know, what is this new collective buying home loan sort of facility as where that uh, FNB has brought onto the market? Thank you so much for the question and to the viewers. The collective buying offering is actually not even new. It's an offering that we've always had uh, at FNB. It's just that we haven't necessarily gone out to market it. We've had it for a number of years, but what it essentially does is it provides an opportunity for 
a number of people to be able to buy together the same property. You can accommodate up to a maximum of 12 people. Uh, so imagine a family buying together one property. Uh, it could be siblings coming together uh, with their parents. They could buy a home, for example, or it can even be friends, you know, coming together uh, to buy the property. It can be an investment property, something like a holiday home, you know, uh, that can be used, for, you can rent it out, for example, or it can be a primary residence where you can stay in it. The advantage of this is since you've got a number of people coming together, as I've said, up to 12 people, you are able to enhance or improve your affordability, your uh, ability to qualify, because now you are taking into account uh, a number of incomes from the different people who are buying. So it increases affordability, it enhances affordability, or it makes it easier for the people to qualify for the property because you are using a number of uh, sources of income and you are sharing the um, expenses that people have. As you know, typically a person will have monthly income, they will also have monthly expenses. So, so you are sharing all of that, then it makes it much more easier to qualify. Mm. And, and, and you know, one of the thing, one of the key things when I, you know, when I even looked through, you know, a particular offering, is firstly, and and you've already touched on this, that it could even work, for instance, for a family, and we we certainly get it in the context of a family and why twelve people. I'm interested, I'm interested to find out whether it was something that was actually positioned for property stockfills in particular, or it is something that's geared more towards, for instance, the example that you've said uh, of you know a family where you really do want to share in the costs, and I think sometimes the little ties or actually property stock files because we also know for the most part stock files would typically be slightly more than 12 people yes yeah so basically uh, the the nice thing about this offering is we've not limited it for stock files it is actually open uh, for 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 any group of people that can come together including stock uh, stock files themselves or friends, uh, or colleagues, or family, or siblings, or whatever group of people. Um, it can even be, for example, a trust. Uh, so it is open. Uh, we've not limited it to stock fairs in particular. Stock fairs can participate by all means. Uh, friends can participate by all means. Colleagues can participate. Uh, family members or siblings can come together. So it is basically open. Uh, for any group of people that may want to come together. The most important thing is, uh, is to have a bank account that can be opened, uh, an FNP bank account, where the 12 people can make sure that there is uh, sufficient funds uh, on the date that the debit order is supposed to go through. So let's say, for example, if the debit order goes on the 31st or last day of the month, 30th or 31st, uh, then the 12 people have got to make sure that there is sufficient funds in that account. So it doesn't matter that the people could be paid on different dates within a month. You could have, for example, uh, one person or some people being paid on the 15th, uh, they transfer money into that account. Some could be paid on the 20th, they can transfer money on that same account. Some could be paid on the 25th uh, of the same month, they can put money on that account. And those who are paid on the 30th or 31st, 
they make sure that there's money in that account. So the debit order can go, let's say, on the first of every month. Uh, so any group of people can participate on this. Uh, it's open to all. But the most important thing is that single debit order must be able to go through on that account that is dedicated for the mortgage on the date that is agreed, let's say the first of every month as an example. Mm. And, and that particular account would And that particular account wouldn't be uh, one individual's uh, bank account as we typically would have in our normal home loans if you have it uh, with yourself. So it would essentially be, we'll say that special account where we're all respectively depositing our money. Is that correct? Yes. So a simple uh, check account or savings account, a normal account that an individual can open can work. So the, the, the 12 people can agree, for example, to say Zama, we're going to use, we nominate Zama, we'll use Zama's account, and then obviously your account number then is shared amongst the, the people, and then they use that normal account, normal check account or debit order account or savings account or transactional account, as it is called in the market. That will serve the papers. Yes, correct. Thanks. We are this evening in conversation with Dr. Sintua Matigisela, who's a growth head for middle market segment at FNB, looking at collective buying and, of course, some of the pros and cons, what you need to look out for in the event where you want to use this facility as a group. We're seeing some of the love that we're already getting on our social media page there on Facebook, Happiness, Maluleka, watching, Anelda Everton, watching, Michelle Bomarantz, Christine Dichaba, Ugo, Sorfumelo, and sending those green hearts. Do keep them coming. I also see some of the questions and comments i want us to go for a quick break see who the lucky winner of the money that we've got in the money bag i think we've got a thousand rands if i remember correctly and the money bag in the competition that we are running and when we come back we'll be taking your questions and comments and also of course looking at the risk uh, that you ought to be aware of when if you want to use this method of home ownership but in the meantime let's have a look at who the lucky winner is And that lucky winner is Ayetu Mayekiso. Uh, congratulations to Ayetu Mayekiso, uh, standing a chance of winning that 1,000 rands that is in the money bag. Congratulations to you. Remember, all you have to do to claim that prize money is to drop us a text down here below in order to claim the money. Continuing our conversation, looking at collective buying uh, with F&B. We know a lot of you have asked for us to you know, bring them on the show because uh, you wanted to get a sense of how this facility works, uh, whether you, of course, can use it as a collective and some of the things you ought to look out for. We've got a, a question here from Christine Dichaba asking, what's the maximum amount? And this would be the maximum amount for the actual facility. Um, so is it, you know, 3M, for instance, maximum, or is there a maximum amount at all for for this particular facility? Yes. Oh, thank you so much for the question. So there is no limit or ceiling. Uh, what will inform the amount 
is the affordability of the customers who are buying the property. So you can purchase any property um, that you can qualify for. So typically, just to give an indicative a, a guideline, so of the total income, gross income uh, put together, you normally work uh, on, on about 30% of, of that income. So let me give an example. Let's say if this was 10,000, the income that we're talking about all together. So then the, the installment that you're looking at per month would be about 3,000 rands as an example, right? So, so there's no limit as to you can buy only for a property of this house price. But as long as you can qualify, the affordability is there and you can be able to pay for the property. Obviously, we are guided by the NCA, the National Credit Act, in terms of uh, regulating lending, where we should lend responsibly, uh, that we, we give customers um, a, a credit facility that they can qualify for, that they can afford comfortable and be able to pay. Remember, there are additional costs when you buy a property. It's not just only the monthly installment. You also have uh, property rates and taxes that you pay to the municipality, for example. So customers or consumers must be aware of that. It's also insurance, uh, your homeowners, cover insurance which covers the, the geyser and the structure itself, the property itself, in the event that it was to uh, be on fire, for example, then that hawk homeowners cover uh, will uh, cater for, for that um, fire or geyser replacement. And then there's also credit life, which is uh, life uh, insurance in the event of death, for example, and then the policy will, will pay. So, so, so I'm just uh, highlighting that there is additional costs, not just only the monthly installment that the customers uh, must think about, but there's no limit as to uh, how much value of a property one can buy for, for as long as the affordability is there and they, they qualify for it. I hope that clarifies. It definitely does clarify that component. I think that another one to piggyback to piggyback off that question is whether it, you know this this facility is for financing residential properties only, uh, or if there are people who want to, for instance, are eyeing a commercial building uh, or a different kind of building that's not a you know a house or an apartment. Is this a facility that they'd also be able to to use? I mean, I'm thinking of let's say young professionals, for instance, who know that their affordability muscle would be quite significant. So they're not even doing it from a they're not going to be able to afford to buy a home, but rather looking at you know accessing a bigger type of property class that they wouldn't be able to access in their individual capacity. Is that an option that would be available for them? Yeah, so uh, I think for the purposes of uh, the offering we have, we, we're focusing on residential property. Um, so we're talking about a house, or it can be a townhouse, you know. Uh, yeah, so, so for all intents and purposes. So we're, definitely, so, so we're definitely not looking at a block of flats. I mean, it's still residential, but it's obviously not, you know, one unit. You want to buy the whole building effectively. We, we, can look, we can look at a block of flats as well. Okay. Uh, that is also part of the offering that we do at FNB, what we call um, uh, uh, CPF, uh, you know, commercial property finance, you see. Uh, so for as long as it's residential purposes, for residential purposes, it's not for office building of office accommodation, or it's not for industrial purposes, uh, solely for residential purposes. Definitely townhouses or town complexes 
uh, do qualify for, for this offering. Yes. Mm -hmm. And taking more of your questions and comments at home this evening as we look at the collective buying offering by FNB, we've got Umata Shinano on Facebook asking, so what happens when I want to cancel my portion of the bond? When you actually get to a point where it is 12 people uh, that have signed up for this particular you know, bond facility, what happens if one person wants to pull out or more people want to pull out? How would the logistics of that effectively work? Sorry, uh, this is Zama. Uh, so I, I was asking, this is a question from Umata Shingange, who had asked, so what happens when I want to cancel my portion of the bond? So if one of the 12 people, if oh, it yes. ended up being 12, want to yes. cancel perhaps more people, what are the logistics of that cancellation? Yes, so this is very important, the question that's being mm -hmm. asked. So within the contract or what you call the mortgage loan agreement, uh, there will be a clause there where you, you can actually have an exit, right? Or we can have a replacement. So we can replace Simpiwe uh, with Zanele, for example. Uh, that, that, is, that is easy to do. The most important thing is we've got to make sure that the contribution that Zanele or Simpiwe was, was paying is there. So if I was contributing, let's say, a thousand rands, right, towards repayment. So we can have an arrangement where I'm replaced by someone else. Uh, the most important thing is that thousand rands must be there and the installment must be sufficient on that first day of the month when the rental is supposed to, uh, I mean, the, the, the installment rather, is supposed to go through. There must be sufficient funds there. So we can make a, a replacement um, for each person. There's flexibility on that, but it's important that we uh, make those arrangements uh, when we draw up the contract. Right. Mm -hmm. Take, for example, in siblings, someone might decide, let's say they get married, for example, their situation changes in, in terms of their life. Uh, but if it's a family home and uh, they can have an arrangement where maybe someone else replaces them, or even if it's friends that bought together, circumstances change, there can be a replacement, or colleagues, there can be a replacement. But the most important thing is to make sure that uh, that contribution is sufficient and it covers the installment. And on the day that we have agreed on the contract, let's say the first of every month, that those funds are available there. So by all means, there is that flexibility to do that. Mm. You know, we've got another question here coming through from Christine Dichaba, also on our Facebook page. Do you keep these questions coming? Uh, and, and she's actually said quite a few of them. This question is, you know, if, if you want to buy another property, does this property affect the future purchases? Let's say you get married. And then I think the nature of this question is, if I'm one of the co-signers co of this particular facility, and arguably these, you know, 12 of us, I'm, I'm theoretically, or to our understanding, uh, my affordability is affected in terms of the 12th. And I still have the rest of my affordability. You know, does that, does signing up for this affect my overall affordability in the context of I'm only liable here for this 12th or obviously liable for a bigger portion? So what happens if your situation kind of significantly changes uh, and you're one of the you know, 11, if you obviously end up being 12 people who have signed up for, for this particular facility? Well, affordability will not be negatively impacted. This collective buying is not any different to any other credit facility that you have ordinarily. Like even if you had a house and you were two people uh, owning the house, co-applicants, or even if you're a single applicant. 
So the same principles in terms of lending, in terms of credit, they apply. So you will not be negatively impacted, right? So the same sort of um, policies, procedures, legislation, if you like, or regulations of the country uh, in terms of NCA uh, by the National Credit uh, um, Regulator, for example, NCR, they apply the same way. So this is, doesn't get treated any differently. Uh, you will not be disadvantaged in any way. I hope that is clear in the way I'm responding. It, 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 defi- it definitely is. And getting to more of the questions from our viewers at home, we've got Tomenz Mutalezi on Facebook asking, does this loan have mechanisms to help ensure that equal or proportionate payments within the parties are involved? So I think people are still struggling to understand the mechanism. I mean, when we have our normal bond facility, uh, you know, you know that if it's five thousand, it's five thousand coming from you. Usually, when uh, you know you co-buy with your spouse, it would come from one person's sort of bank account. So they they they're trying to get a sense of whether or not. Uh, and I see we've now lost my guest. Uh, we were having a few technical issues with him uh, in a moment, so we will get him back. Because I know that this is one of those things that many people will want to explore as much as possible and, and weigh up their options, see if it's something that they want to dip into, especially when you perhaps look at buying a bigger portion of a property. Or, of course, as um, you know, my guest said earlier on, if you want looking to have a family uh, and as a family, you may want to buy perhaps a family home and you may already have your own respective homes as individuals and now looking to you know have a family home that you equally pay. So I think the question of the mechanism and how that effectively works uh, is something that's quite important and will certainly pose that question. Um, Christine, I do see your comment there saying, you know, when they sell, it's another issue, the selling process, uh, clearing municipality, et cetera, managing agents, et cetera. Look, I think one of the, the realities of, you know, collective buying in general, so even if it's with your spouse or perhaps two other people, is that the moment you want to sell, you know, so many people, obviously everybody has to sign so that does tend to be a bit of an an, an admin nightmare that i'm sure um you'd want to you know address very effectively and i think that's something that i'd also like to find out if there are mechanisms where perhaps a power of attorney is is given to one party where they'd be the ones who who effectively handle some of the decision making of the property and whether that is something that is available um within the the context of this particular facility but we are having a few technical issues with my guest. What I can already actually promise is that we're going to bring back FNB on those topics because I can see the questions that are coming through from many of you at home. And I know that you want these answers. You have, of course, asked for us to bring them on the platform because it's one of those products that you certainly have an interest in, um, you know, working through and understanding to also see if it's perhaps something that you want to explore. And I also see that we are running out of time and getting closer and closer to when we have to have Chad on. But I see my guest has been able to, uh, you know, quickly come back on. And I think that's the last question that we'll probably pose to him. We'll, you know, put these last two questions um, that we found from you at home. And then, of course, I'm already promising that. For going to have a repeat not even a repeat a continuation where we take more of your questions and comments at home i just want to check dr mabizela if you are back with us uh, properly i know that your audio is on but i saw that the video wasn't on so just want to check before i wrap up instead and uh, perhaps you know have you back another day uh, just to yes. check if you are indeed with us yes i'm with you perfect i think 
I'll ask the, the last, so the la- that last question uh, from Umenzi Butelezi was, you know, does the loan have mechanisms to help ensure that equal proportional payments um, within yes. the parties involved? So that, that's where we had just gotten uh, cut off. Yes, no, apologies for that. So basically, uh, remember, it's going to depend on the income of each person. So we, within the 12 people, um, one person could earn 10,000 rands, right, across income, right? And the, the other person can earn 5,000, half of the other one. The other person can earn 7,000. So it will always be in proportion with your income, with your affordability. So it will be your 30% of your gross income per month. But collectively, when you put it together, it has to give us that monthly installment for the property that you've bought. So it may not necessarily be the same amount because uh, unless it so happens that all the 12 people earn the same amount of money per month, but the amounts can differ depending on the income that the person has, right? So indicative is that 30% of your gross income, which will be your contribution. And the other person who may earn double your income will then contribute more and not necessarily the same amount. But because it's one single installment that the bank will take on the first of every month. So if, let's say, for example, the repayment is 10,000 a month. So 10,000 a month is what will be deducted from that one account. But um, the 12 of us, we could contribute different amounts towards that 10,000. One person could pay 1,000 rands. Another one could contribute, um, let's say, 700 rand. Another one could contribute 500 rand, right? Another one could contribute 300 rand. It, it depends on what you earn, but all together is that 10,000. I hope it is clear. So it will always be in proportion with your income and the indicative uh, figure is about 30% uh, for, of your gross income per month. Mm. I'm going to squeeze in this last question from Tiatu Munyai coming through from our YouTube page asking what happens when one of the 12 is not paying anymore. So in the event where one of the people, uh, you know, defaults or is unable to meet the financial obligation, what then happens in those instances? So it's similarly to the stock fail that you asked about earlier. Remember in a stock fail, the members must communicate with each other, right? because we, we are uh, um, jointly uh, liable uh, for this installment, all of us, the 12 of us. So the communication is important amongst us. So if I'm encountering difficulties as one member, let's say, for example, I'm losing my job or my situation changes in terms of the income. So I need to be able to communicate with the other 11 people if we're 12, or if we, if we are nine, the other eight people, or if we are seven, the other six people, right? I must communicate with them and, and take responsibility um, so that we make a plan uh, so to make sure that my contribution uh, is still uh, met, uh, is, is made. I can't just abdicate my responsibility because remember, you sign an agreement and you are legally bound by the agreement because this is a loan. So you're not you're supposed to service the loan. That's like you do with any other loan, even if you are alone or you are two people. But the same principles apply. Uh, the affordability must be there. So part of the education, because I think the important aspect is the education. We do what is called borrower education um, at the bank, at FNB, for all the bonds that we, we, we do before we register the bond. 
we take every customer through borrower education to explain what your responsibilities are, what your obligations are, what is the importance of paying on time, because that's going to impact the credit profile of, of the person, the customer, if they don't pay. So it's important that there is communication, but the education plays a very important part in this offering because it's relatively, let's say, new in the market, although we've always had it, but because now we are marketing it and we are exposing it to the market, so education is important. Communication amongst the people who are involved is also very important because uh, it's a loan. It must be serviced. It must be paid by all the people involved. Dr. Matigizela, we're going to leave it there. There are still quite a few questions and comments coming through from our viewers at home, but we have unfortunately run out of time. What I will do, I'm promising them that we're going to have uh, you know, somebody from, whether it's yourself or somebody from the FNB team, back uh, on, on this topic. And this time around, we're going to be on time. We're not going to be like the usual Stockfell uh, meeting where we run over, and I can already see that we run significantly over uh, but thank you so much for joining us this evening i'm certainly looking forward to having more engagements uh, with the fnb team on some of the offerings thank you very much for joining us this evening we commit from fnb thank you for the opportunity we're going to make ourselves available and have more sessions and answer all the questions that our viewers are having at home thank you so much for hosting us and may god bless you thank you so much Thank you very much. And that is it, Dr. Kofinkuwe Mantigizela, wrapping up that Monday edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamandunga Kumalo, talking collective buying. And of course, that offering that they're heavily marketing, as Dr. Mantigizela mentioned, it has been on the market, but they're putting more work behind it. And bioeducation is going to be so important. And that's why a platform like our show becomes very crucial. We were able to ask these questions to the various uh, you know, decision makers and the different people in the financial institutions so that you don't sign up for something that you are unaware of or don't properly understand. Well, one of the great things about this Monday is that to Maikiso did raise their hands and dropped a message signaling that they're here and it was actually a thousand five hundred rands that was in the money bag. So congratulations to you to walking away with that thousand five hundred rands that means we're back to 500 rands in the money bank for tomorrow evening well that's it for myself as i'm doing well late but we're never uh, of course uh, too late especially when we talk all things property i'll be back on your screens tomorrow evening at 7 p.m do get gear up for chad on the home shoppers show at 8 p.m until then hoping you're staying home and staying safe